This is your host, Pete Moore, and I am pleased and humbled to announce the launch of my one and only book titled Time to Win Again, 50 Takeaways from Playing and Watching Team Sports to Guarantee Your Business Success. Those of you who know me personally and anyone who listens to Halo Talks for any length of time know that I am an avid sports fan and a big believer in the value of team sports. What I've seen over the past 25 years helping businesses grow, raising capital, being an entrepreneur myself, in coaching and mentoring executives in the sector, it's the lessons learned on the field perfectly apply to business. Entrepreneurs, executives, managers, you name it. Every company that's a strong company has got a good team. It's a quick read. There's awesome illustrations in there from our good friend, Mark, at Cruelty Free Cartoons. If you go to integritysq.com, enter your email address, and we will send you information on the book and the Entrepreneur's Survival Kit as well. Be great. Take names. Go Halo. This is Pete Moore on Halo Talks NYC. I have the pleasure of going straight from 30th and 6th and 7th. We are live back in the gym. Upfit, Wes, and Paul, good to see you guys active, making change, bringing fitness back to society. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Pete. Really excited to be on. Thanks, Pete. Awesome. So it's been a a long hiatus, but, uh, you know, why don't you give us your guys' background on how you started taking us through the pandemic and uh, coming out stronger on the other side. Yeah, you know, it was an interesting time for us because, one, we're a bit of a new concept. We run small group training where everybody's on an individualized training program, Um, but it's in a small group, so you get that team energy and dynamic. Different from what a lot of people in New York were doing, and then when the pandemic hit, you know, it really hit us pretty hard. We kind of basically dropped down to 50% of our member base and the funny thing was, as we were slowly ramping back up, we gained an insane amount of traction just because of the big, like, I would say that the biggest thing that we do differently is just it's so community focused mm-hmm. and um, everything from like hosting like Zoom happy hours to actually in-person events um, at Madison Square Park. Um, and we're, you know, in the midst of setting up like a, a upfit like bowling night. So, Yeah. It's it's not just training, nutrition, results, and all that, but it's really community focused too. Awesome. And Paul, how did you guys uh, connect originally? So me and Wes knew each other from way back. We went to uh, actually junior high school together. Okay. And um, you know, funny story. First time I met Wes, or I kind of noticed Wes was uh, this kid was like twelve years old, outside out of school. We just got out of school. And this kid had his shirt off <laughs> with two water bottles. WWE was big back in the day. So he was oh, yeah, of course, man. A Triple H impression. I was like, this guy. Four years old, shredded. I'm going to meet this kid. So was he shredded at 12? Just shredded. With an eight. Oh, my. <laughs> Dude, I put one of my ki- well, one of my buddies, Jason Allinger, in a figure four leg lock in front of his house one day back when I was uh, back in Long Island. And he went like crying back to his mother. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that thing was leg back in the day. So you know, yeah, I love that. So that's how I wanted to meet him. 
And stuff. did you guys start lifting back in uh, junior high school or what? Yeah, like, you know, like the basic, like, 10 by 10 bench press only. Bicep curls too, Pete. No back, all bench press. <laughs> curls for the all, all, all bench, no, all, all chest, no back. Exactly. Uh, we used to, in college, we used to have this big mirror that we used to stand in front of me and my, uh, my buddy from Roslyn, and we used to, like, do posing in front of there, and I'm like... I don't think that really played very well, except for the two of us back in the day. So when did you reconnect after, uh, or have you been kind of like working together episodically ever since? So we kind of went our separate ways after high school, just through college. Wes went, you know, pretty deep into the more corporate fitness structure um worked at a bunch of big box gyms working you know management and sales and i headed more into the public sector working with uh, uh collegiate athletes you know division three to division one schools you know went toward getting my master's uh, in strength and conditioning and spent some time also at equinox mm-hmm. um, so we reconnected right around the time i finished up grad school and we just started talking about you know what each other's experiences were and what we see the fitness industry as it is now and realized we can do this way better than 85 percent of the people in the industry now through our experiences and we decided to just come up with a concept together. And then, you know, four years later, Upfit is here. And, you know, a lot of it is the culmination of what our conversations have been since we reconnected. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I've been seeing the, the size of your community and, you know, how, how people gravitate towards you. You know, we spend a lot of time talking about this HVLP concept, which is, you know, cost less than a turkey wrap in in new york city um some of these groups don't really talk about the results that they're getting for people because that's not really their focus it's really you know giving people like a self-serve to a laundromat so you know how do you kind of cut through the noise and say hey look there's all these great different options that you have but if you want to get results like we're serious about it and we got you know data and we got people that you could see a before and after, and this is real, and you got to pay for it. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, those sort of ideas, I'm accepting them into people's heads right from the phone conversation when they're still a prospect. And I'm telling them, hey, this is a different sort of training methodology. We're very mm-hmm. driven. You're going to track your sets, your reps, your weights. It's going to be progressively overloaded over time. But the end destination is we have crazy before and afters, people losing 75, 85 pounds of body fat, putting on 20, 30 pounds of muscle. We're known for body transformations and we're the top rated place uh, in New York City for small group training that does that. So, you know, that's just the evidence right there. But, you know, even past that too, is it's like, we're here for your best interest, you know? So everything that we do, I've heard you talk about like sleeper members. Yeah. (laughs) Term before yeah and i don't so, like those yeah we, yeah, we don't like that <laughs> there are no sleeper members here you know like i treat members as if they're like my extended family you know yeah. i don't need awesome. paying for something that you're not getting a tremendous value out of and i say that right off the bat and i think when people hear that 
they get, uh, you know, one, it puts them at ease and they understand, hey, if I'm coming here, I'm going to get taken care of and I'm going to get results and a great training experience. Just as if you were to go to like a Ritz-Carlton or a Four Seasons, you know, and we have those, you know, big corporate, big box gym, like backgrounds where it's very service oriented. And then we felt like, you know, that paired with just good evidence-based uh, training, periodization, individualization, and then top-notch coaches you stack the community on top of that. And that's really what we've built over here. Yeah. So how do you guys um, divide and conquer or, you know, does it kind of, you know, since you've known each other since 12, does it kind of happen, you know, organically? Yeah. So I think going into it, we were kind of, you know, what are our roles going to be? They weren't as decided, but I think as we started working more and more, they've become way more clear. Mm-hmm. Us just had a conversation the other day about you know our different ways of thinking, our ways of training people, and just our kind of biases of running the business. And you know, Wes, his background is you know more in sales and marketing. He does have a training background, but you know he loves that part of the business. Mm-hmm. He likes generating leads. He likes the marketing end. Um, that's what he enjoys doing, and you know that's what he looks first. Once the once the business starts kind of faltering off, it's how, how can we get more leads in here? For me, it's more you know while I do have experience with those things, I enjoy finding out how I can get the most results from our clients. How can we train our people better? So I guess in a nutshell, it's, hey, Wes's job is to get more people in here. My job is to keep people there forever once they're here. Gotcha. I think that combination is, is a big reason of why we've been successful. You know, um, well, not the primary, but I think it ha- has something to definitely do with it. So you guys obviously have a lot of history together, you know, so it's probably easier to go through tough times because uh, there's, there's a, uh, you know, a foundation of trust that's not, you know, easily replicated. So, you know, during the pandemic, when you had to shut down, uh, maybe you were doing some uh, some workouts kind of quietly, you know, like some of our other groups were doing and I was doing, you know, when, when you when you hit the tough times, you know, you know, you shed a little light on on how strong the partnership is and how it's like a rubber band and, you know, adversity is kind of part of business. Yeah, that's, that's the same way that you face adversity every single day when you're training. And that's really helped to develop character. Um, we face the same thing during the pandemic, right? I mean, you know, I'll, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm gonna say, you know, at certain times, you know, you, you do feel like, oh, it would be easier to, to just exit out of this and yeah. maybe liquidate like whatever we've got. But then, you know, then you realize like, hey, that's just, you gotta put that behind you. And no, we're moving forward. There's nowhere to go, but straight forward from here. Um, and so, you know, we adapted very quickly. We rolled out with a bunch of virtual options, you know, kept our current community engaged and anybody that was willing to come in kind of held on to that and then kind of waited out the storm. New York was one of the, you know, the center points of, the, of this like pandemic and we really got hit pretty bad, but um, come September, things started opening up and, you know, we were just exploding like from there. And so we're doing basically better than pre-pandemic revenue. And just to shed a little bit more light on, on what Paul was talking about before, you know, in terms of our, our management styles and what we focus on, you know, it, it's, it's I'm, I'm very heavily concentrated on, yes, it's acquisition, right? It's like lowering the churn. We want to get 
EBITDA as, as high as possible, right? If this ever went a direction where we we're, you know, it was going to be some sort of growth equity deal, right? And then, um, you know, I'm trying to, Paul, with what he's working on, being like the director of training, he's trying to increase that lifetime value and just literally value delivered to members. Um, and so, you know, with our focuses on these different areas, I, I think it's, it's a, a match that's really, it's a really strong um, synergy uh, where, uh, you know, a lot of other smaller, I guess you would call them boutiques, you know, don't necessarily have. And, you know, we've, in our uh, competitive analysis and, and seeing just that, how everything has unfolded in the past year, you know, we've seen a lot of places go under, unfortunately. Um, whereas, you know, we've been doing very well. So I'm really fortunate and happy about that. Yeah. So, so both of you guys are basically in, in the, in the studio pretty much all the time, right? Yeah. You know, so, so one of the things maybe you could help shed light on for some of uh, the people listening here is um, I'm going to make an assumption and then you can just nod your head, even though we're not on, uh, on video here for the, for the podcast, you know, you, you can look at the data, but if you guys talk to everybody every day, that is the data. And that's actually better than looking at a spreadsheet. So talk about, you know, maybe Paul, like the, the, the interaction and understanding, you know, what people need. They obviously are looking for results, but they're also looking for, you know, probably a friend. They're looking for a therapist. They're looking for a mentor. They're looking for someone to, to vent to. And that, that connectivity that you have there, you know, you don't have to go run a report. You know, you have to, I just have to be, be human. Uh, so maybe give us a little more commentary on that thread. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, that's a big part of our program. You know, the face-to-face interactions, the coaching, the conversations. It definitely can't be substituted. You know, I think we have that advantage over, you know, a video program where, where people just come in and follow a video, stuff like that. It's people coming in, telling us about what their situation is, us listening to them acknowledging their situation and listening to what they're going through and come on with a plan together, mm-hmm. hearing them out. What are, what are your pain points? You know, what are you concerned about? Just having that conversation that people don't have with other people um, in regards to their fitness and health and then coming up with a plan together and then laying out a vision for them that it's clear and, and, executable. I think that kind of vision, you know, it leaves an impression on people on how I can improve on my pain points and, and that I'll also feel supported while I'm doing it. And I'm going to have guidance along the way. Um, I think that's huge. And, you know, sometimes we have a ton of people in the city, but not all these people are always connected, you know, like, like, you know, a part of a community where people are, are, are being acknowledged for their stories. So I think that's something we really try to do um, and really make a point of hearing their story and acknowledging it and, you know, having a collaborative experience with these people, with our clients. Yeah. That's great. So, you know, you guys obviously are, are changing people's lives. You're probably helping more people than, you know, everybody that you train with and you get results for has three or four people or more that depend on that person. So it's, it's a domino effect. I think somebody leaves the the club and, you know, lost 15, 20 pounds or what have you, 
you know, they spread the word. They feel better. They probably say hello to their doorman. They probably are nicer to the taxi guy. They say, you know, pleasantries to somebody else. So it's a cascading effect. So how do you guys define what, what success looks like for you? And before you answer that, you know, we have people come in and say, Hey, I want to build 500 studios. I want to build a thousand studios. I want to do this and that. I'm like, look, build one effect change and, you know, affect like your local market. And then once you nail that, then figure out where you want to take your life, where you want to take your business. So, you know, you guys are obviously very focused. You got a great community. You know, do you feel the need to, to scale that to hundreds of thousands of people? You'd be like, hey, man, look, we're good. We're crushing it. We're helping people. We, we sleep at night. And as this thing evolves, it evolves. Yeah, and I'll speak from from at least like the biz dev side. You know, I, I think one of the big things we're working on this year is, is productizing what we do, um, and in that sense, you know, making it a little bit more scalable. At, you know, so that that way we can replicate the programming and the value that's ultimately delivered, and make it so that that way, you know, like our, our responsibilities become less of actually the one-to-one interactions with members becomes more of us disseminating the program to our coaches and then the coaches are relaying it over to the members. And so, you know, that's something that we're working on this year, but um, you know, that would definitely move us more closer towards what I would define as success. And then eventually, you know, we are growing to a point where we're reaching capacity. It will have to move into a second location and then the scaling up of that to being able to execute this just as well in number two, or number three, doesn't need to be a hundred, you know, like you always say in the podcast, you say, Hey, you know, how about getting the unit economics down of one spot and then slowly taking it out from there. And, you know, I've definitely like been listening to you more and just like taking that advice and you know, just, let's just move along slowly and let's really nail this formula down. And, um, I think things will continue to happen organically. We're pretty patient. We're not in a rush. I don't need to be the orange theory. Um, but I know that what we've got is really, really valuable. And, uh, I know that, you know, as this team grows, we bring the right people on, it'll just become, you know, more apparent to more people. That's awesome. So, you know, talk about the location there and, you know, what, what a typical, uh, you know, month looks like, how many days do you, do you want somebody in the studio? How many days do you want them communicating with you? You know, give us a little roadmap of somebody that becomes a new new member of the community yeah so i mean most people come in you know and they they're starting off depending on their level of experience at a certain frequency you know whether that's like two or three times a week but ultimately they're trying to transcend that and then move into like just the most physically active and healthy lifestyle that they could juggle with everything else that they've got going on right we're in new york it's a high stress lifestyle. People work a ton. They probably don't sleep enough. They need to balance out their stress management, their recovery, um, their sleep, and then get a few, you know, workouts in there as well. So we want it to be as productive for people and collaborative as possible. So that answer isn't like a straightforward, you know, they, everybody starts here answer, but generally it's like a two or three time a week exposure with us. And then, um, you know, at least right now, you know, the average person is with us just a bit over like 10 and a half months. Um, at that sort of frequency and it gradually ramps up as they're with us. But that also means that our level of engagement continues on a regular basis as well. So like, you know, 
right now, I'll give you an example. It's like Paul's um, doing like a, a, a cutting group. So there's, there's probably about 10 people involved in this cutting group where they're um, tracking calories, counting macros. He's doing weekly Zoom calls. And this is available for all members and some like non-members as well. And it's just, uh, one, it's more exposure, it's more added value. Um, and so, you know, what, whatever you want to call them, touch points, mm -hmm. they are basically every single day. Um, so we try to, yeah, just make it a point to be as, as big of a part of their lives as, as they're willing to, uh, reciprocate with. Cool. Cool. And so you guys got any, uh, good quotes that you could share with our, uh, community? I'm sure there's a lot of motivational quotes going on there nonstop. What are some of your, uh, all time favorites? I'll give you a second to, uh, to think of your best ones. Cause I know Paul's got plenty. <laughs> Pretty deep right now. You, you uh, I guess the one I could say is I got a tattoo of it actually is op the obstacle in the path becomes the way. Ooh, so, I like that. You know, with adversity, with a situation that seems like an obstacle, it's just an opportunity to get better. Yeah. Love it. Love it. What? Uh, I got a few. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll lay out um, just one because the thing is, you know, we're always trying new things. And I think that if you're not trying new things, you're never really going to make true progress. And, and, but the thing is, you know, when you do try new things, sometimes you're going to fail. So I like this one. I like uh, fail fast, fail, small, fail forward. Nice. Awesome. All right, man. I'm glad to see you guys uh, live and in charge. I'll be back in the city in a couple of weeks. I got a big event. Uh, Dave, make sure we invite these guys to the, uh, to the FDNY. Uh, fitness event that we're doing uh we'll tell you about that later but uh we'll be in uh mid mid july so i'll come in and get a workout with you guys and uh keep keep pushing use this as a resource as you need it and uh wes thanks for joining the uh the academy and i'm glad it's uh you know helping synthesize what you're doing there and you know you guys are on a on a great path and i love what uh the way you're methodically making it happen so good to see you guys Appreciate Nothing but good, good things. And, uh, you know, take your shirt off again if you want. And uh, we'll come and wrestle you when I see you. Like your boy Mantis. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Right, yeah. exactly. All right, guys. All right, I'll see you soon. Be safe. Take care. Take it easy. Awesome. Take care, guys. Bye.